Hey, Harmony, what do you have there? Well, it looks like a Frisbee. I've never seen anything like it, and it doesn't look like a Frisbee. It's round, flat, has grooves, a hole in the middle, and it has a sticker that says Elvis Double Trouble on it, and a bunch of songs listed. Who's Elvis? The only way to really prove that it's a Frisbee is to throw it. Mom's going to be really mad. Not only is her precious vase shattered, but the Elvis is totally destroyed. Harmony, I think I know what that Elvis thing was. I remember Dad talking about vinyl and records. Flat objects that when placed on machines that spun around with a needle, it actually played music. Isn't that weird? Also, that some of these objects are worth a lot of money. Do you think that Elvis thing was worth a lot of money? Let me Google this. Here we go. Let's call Vinyl Record Dude. He looks like some sort of flat object superhero. It says that he specializes in these things called records. He buys and sells them and has hundreds of thousands in stock and is always on the hunt for the ultimate collection. He's our guy. Go to www.vinylrecorddude.com. What was that again? www.vinylrecorddude.com. Thanks, Vinyl Record Dude. We may not be in double trouble after all. Thanks, Vinyl Record Dude. Hi, this is Jaden Scoville, host of Today's Healthy Kids. And this is our Future is Missing Voice America Kids. Please be on the lookout for 18-year-old Esmit and 15-year-old Domingo Sanchez-Gonzalez, both Hispanic. They went missing from their hometown of Lewisburg, North Carolina, August 8, 2008. Esmit is 5 foot tall, weighing 140 pounds, black hair and brown eyes. Domingo is 4 foot 4 inches tall and weighing 130 pounds. This appears to be a family abduction and may be in the company of their father and may have traveled to Mexico. Domingo has a scar on his left knee. If you know of Esmit or Domingo's whereabouts, please contact the National Center of Missing and Exploited Children's hotline at 1-800-THE-LOST. That's 1-800-843-5678. To see a picture of Esmit and Domingo, please click on the link on the Voice America homepage, Our Future is Missing, or go to ourfutureismissing.com. You will see Esmit's picture progressed to 18 years and Domingo's picture age progressed to 14 years. Thank you. Yo, what's up, y'all? It's your boy Jacob Lattimore with a question from my fans on Voice America Kids. Do you have what it takes to be America's next young superstar? If you're the ages between 8 and 12 years old, then step up to the microphone. You could win $25,000 in cash, a recording contract, and a scholarship. So make sure you get your parents' permission first, then go to www.stepuptothemicrophone.com to enter. Peace. You're listening to Voice America Kids. Real kids. Real Talk Radio. Do you sometimes feel that there's nobody to talk to about the things you need to talk about? Well, look no further. Welcome to the Paper Hope Street Team on the Voice America Kids channel. Erica, Rio, Yvonne, and the rest of the Paper Hope Street Team are here to discuss the topics you've been asking about. Now, here's the Paper Hope Street Team. Welcome to the program, Paper Hope Street Team on the Voice America Kids Network. I'm Rio Waite. I'm Yvonne Allen. I'm Erica. <laughs> Erica's here. Wow. On her back, this is the old team. What's, and mom's in studio, too, if you didn't hear her yang in the background. <laughs> 
Um, and today we have a super special guest. Her name is Dr. Thompson, and she's from Central Phoenix OBGYN. Say hello. Hello. And <laughs> today, if you hadn't connected the dots saying OBGYN, we're finally having our sex talk. talk. <laughs> we're going to tie it in with relationships, and it's going to be actually... Not about sex, but about talking about sex, if that makes Getting sense. The info. So, we're going to start off with, like, stories we have, because the whole premise of the show is we're going to go through, and from ages, like, whatever you start realizing about, you know, sexuality, mm -hmm. and then go through to how we found out the information that we know, and how kids are getting their information, and how that information is sometimes wrong, sometimes not correct, and, well most of the time incorrect and then where they can go to get the correct information because after all we were talking about this during planning and stuff it is our body like we sh we have the right to know what our body is and what it does and you know whatever it's so it's probably a good idea to know because yeah. we were talking about it's it's functionality too yeah it's plain and simple yeah. some all parts serve a purpose and if you don't really know that purpose then sometimes they don't get taken care of or exactly and that's what dr t was saying that it's not it's not scary because going to the gynecologist isn't about sex it's like can be just about regular health yeah. your own body so yeah. we're gonna kind of diminish the scariness about having this conversation with your parents or whoever you're having this conversation with by telling you stories about how we found out certain things <laughs> and how awkward it was and, and wrong that the information we were getting was. Um, my, my story is my grandmother. I, we had horses growing up and the neighbor's horse had had a baby and my grandmother felt the need to tell me where that baby came from. And in doing so, she was using like code words and like saying like analogies with like plants and like all this other like, like does it, I was so confused because I kind of had an idea at that point in my head about what she was talking about. But she was saying things that I was like, wait, that's not what I know. Like, that's, I don't know really what you're talking about. So she, like, like confused the crap out of me when I was trying to figure out what she was talking about with telling me where this baby came from. And I have to interject here because she also was much more violent about oh, how God. she <laughs> described it. And it left real very um, traumatized like, by what? it. And I had to mop up a lot <laughs> of what she had told her. And by the end of the conversation that night, Rio was like, I just have to go to bed. Because like, <laughs> that's, isn't that what brought up our initial, like, sex talk? Oh, no. We had been talking about this from, like, age six, you know, and, like, baby steps, like, well, how like your body little, works. Right. Like and what parts you have and how they work. But mom blah, blah. went for the full Monty. Like, <laughs> she just, like, like went, hardcore here. <laughs> she just went for it, and it was, like, way too much for you right a little one and that's another thing that we are going to talk about later on and as it comes up is there are different like levels of what to talk about with your kids and depending on what they come to you with if they do come to you with something you don't need to tell them like the whole spiel when yeah. they ask you what a body part is what is this body part oh my gosh i'm gonna like, tell you everything They're here's like, no! the whole like thing and then that, like five-year-olds like what yeah, yeah that was what we really liked about Tamara's strategy is because Rio said that she would come to her and say, uh, Mommy, what's a blah, 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 or what does da-da-da mean? And she would be like, well, <laughs> I know a lot of things about a lot of things, so what do you think it means? <laughs> and Rio would say what, you know, she heard on the playground or whatever. She'd be like, well, 
that may be true right there. <laughs> and but she would correct. <laughs> go further and like further confuse mm. or elaborate on subjects that maybe Rio wasn't prepared to right. hear about. Or like Tamara was saying earlier, um, that Lindsay was like, Oh, overhearing something on the TV, what is that? And Tamara was just like that's a male body part. And yeah. they're just like, whatever. And like, yeah, goes like, back to like, kids don't TV. care. They like, don't care as much as you think. They're not just gonna be like, all right, it's time to do it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, Let's go. It's explore. not gonna happen. <laughs> yeah, and I know when, Dr. T, when you talk to patients of kids that have their parents and stuff in, and they come to you and like, you notice parents when they talk to their kids, it's not that talking to your kids about sexuality is gonna make them want to. And I know that's, you've right. said that a million times. Definitely not. I think that's a big fear that mm -hmm. parents have, that if I mention a word, related to those parts, <laughs> yeah. they'll run out and use them. And that's not the case. Right. I mean, mm -hmm. The simplest level is, like Rio was saying, you have a body and it has parts and how do they work and yeah. what are they for? And how do I know when something's wrong with one of them? Or exactly. how do I know that this is right? A short story of my own, I have a girlfriend who said to me, when she was a teenager, she had a yeast infection for two years. Oh, God. Because no one had ever told oh her gosh. what was normal and what she should be feeling. So she walked around itchy for two years oh, because she couldn't tell her mom. Oh, my gosh. This, because this body part had been off limits in their right. conversation. So it's so important just to basically let your kids know what the parts are and how right. they should function and that if something's not feeling right to let you know. Right. And it's important for parents and this is, I think a lot of parents sometimes are maybe awkward when it comes to talking to the kids or they don't know how to approach it. It's like they need your advice or something's going to go wrong. They're going to get information from their friends or from the internet or from TV and it's not going to be correct. And if they don't feel comfortable enough to tell you, then, you know, you're, you're, doing your kid a disservice because they're going to jack themselves up in one way or another by not having the right information. Yeah, like I was saying, um, my friend, uh, back, I was in the eighth grade when this happened, and his sister must have been, you know, like eight years old. And it's, it's striking to me because we were so concerned about what she was finding out. Um, but basically, he went on their laptop, all the kids shared one, and he went on Google and he was looking up something, and you know you have the previous searches pop right. up, and if you type a certain letter, he must have typed the magic letter because <laughs> all this stuff popped up about what is this, and how does this work, and what do I do with it, and... <laughs> And he was like, oh, my God, my little sister is looking up this and that and this. What do I do? And I was like, I don't know. Oh, no. Like, tell her to stop. But at the <laughs> same time, at the same time, it was like we were in, like, eighth, ninth grade. And we had already – it was, like, not strange to hear people talk about this right. stuff. We already thought we had a good knowledge, which I'll tell you back then was not a good no. knowledge. <laughs> no. um, but, like, we were so shocked that she was looking things up. And I even said with my – a uh, younger half-sister, she showed me her diary one time. She must be, like, around the same age. She's seven or eight years old. And, you know, she's like, oh, I'll be right back. Look at this part. It, it has a part about you. And she drew a picture or whatever. So I'm, like, flipping through, and all of a sudden, you know, you see the word sex in a journal, and it <laughs> like eight -year -old. glares at you in the <laughs> face. And I was like, oh, my God. So I start reading this, and it says that, you know, Jeremy or whoever wants to have sex with me and all my friends on the <laughs> playground know. And I was like, oh. <laughs> what, you're are you like, what, do, what do I tell and I was just like you know it's she doesn't understand what she's talking about it's just mm. a word to her right they don't know what the word means like for me when I was in second or third grade I don't know I had some little boyfriend from elementary school <laughs> and I kept a journal and my mom picked it up one day and 
I had no idea what the word went, meant. I don't know where I got the idea that it meant this from. Right. But all over my journal, on the back cover, I wrote, I want to have sex with <laughs> my boyfriend. And I just put his name everywhere and sex, yeah, sex. <laughs> and my mom, like, called me to her room. She's like, Yvonne, like, what do you think this means? And, I, uh, you know, I thought it was, like, making out or, like, kissing, kissing. with tongue or whatever. <laughs> like, Ooh, I was like, I don't know, French kissing? Like, I don't know. And she's like, no. And then she just... Boom, tells me everything. I'm like, oh my gosh. Like, I do not need to know this. I'm so scared right now. I'm so scared. I was more scared about getting grounded than whatever she was telling me. I was like, ugh. Yeah. That was Well, and that's another misconception that we are going to bring up over and over again is talking to your kids about sex is not going to make them want to go do it automatically. Like, okay, you told me that I have this part and they have that part. Now we're going to go do it. I'm five years old. At that point, it scared me to ever want to do it. I was like, oh no. And that's another thing too is it's scary when you don't know and like especially when you're a teen and it starts becoming more real and you get put in those situations and you you're not educated you have no idea what's going on like you might feel a certain way that because we're going to talk about like the delineation boys and girls like a guy or a girl might feel a certain way and you don't know what that means because nobody told you and then you're in this bad situation where you're not in control and in this case I feel like the key thing is knowledge is control like Mm -hmm. in life about your own body and about other people's bodies and just knowing how everything works and that's education makes it so that it's not scary and that you feel like you're in control and i just feel like a lot of times kids are like oh i like i heard things in seventh and eighth grade that's when i first remember it started to become like very like clear what things where people are like do you know what this is or how do you not know what that is yeah and then you feel because i'm in seventh grade that's why yeah that's another thing they make you feel stupid about it exactly kids make you feel stupid and they pressure you to like know these things yeah and like when for me what it was is they would be talking about it and i would pretend like i knew what i was talking about yeah like all these crazy terms like oh yeah i know what that is i'm kind of thinking that's what happened like erica's um boyfriend's sister or whatever that people were saying like you know what this means right and she's like yeah i've been going and looking like google what is this Right, because it's like the peer pressure of today's society. It's like you right. have to know what this is at this young of an age. But and you know. instead of Googling, you should have the resources to be able to ask someone that you trust. And after the break, we'll talk more about the resources. But for now, let's take a break. I'm Yvonne Allen. Keep it right here. You're listening to Voice America Kids. Cranking out opinions. Fresh opinions right here on Voice America Kids. If a rash develops while listening, do not discontinue use. You're listening to Voice America Kids. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings of the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our wall. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. You're listening to the Paper Hope Street Team. Want to ask a question or select a topic for a future show? Please send an email to info at paperhope.com. That's info at paperhope.com. Now, back to Erica, Rio, Yvonne, and the Paper Hope Street Team. Kids Network. I'm Rio Wade, 
And today we have Dr. Thompson here, we call her Dr. T, um, with Central Phoenix OBGYN, and we are talking about basically sexuality and having the conversation with people and the resources teens and kids have. And I know, Dr. T, you have something coming up that you actually are applying for to get money to do this project, and we all heard about it, and we're super excited about it, so tell us about it. One of the things we're doing in the office is, um, well, every day we see teens and, and parents bring their kids in to, you know, get started on thinking about their own bodies and their mm -hmm. own health, and that's fantastic, and I love doing that. Um, but that's one by one. So one of the things that our office is really interested in is how do we expand that beyond that single room and that single mom and single teen. Right. Um, and so uh, we recently found out about an opportunity um, through Chase and Living Social um, to get a small grant to expand these programs. Mm -hmm. um, this, these grants for any small business, not just us. Um, and we are applying to get this money. One of the things that we really are excited to do with it is to expand these opportunities to help moms and kids, you know, figure out these thorny issues mm -hmm. that, that Rio and the group are talking about. Yep. These are awkward issues for parents to talk about. Oftentimes, parents didn't get any sex education. Right. So they have, as much as they might want it for their kids, they have a hard time figuring out how to get it. Mm -hmm. And we want to be able to continue being a resource for moms and kids um, and to develop ways to help them bridge these gaps. Right, and one of the things that we thought was amazing, because we all went as a team, the Paper Hope Street team went to Dr. T, and we had the little round table discussion, and we went through everything, like anatomy and how everything works in your body, and it was awesome, because we learned things that we didn't know, and like even mom was learning things that she didn't know, and it's just awesome. And what Dr. T said at the beginning was this little disclaimer that she gives so that you feel comfortable talking about these things. And like we wanted mm -hmm. to give that for this show too. So do it because I like it when you say it. <laughs> well, I'm basically this show and what I do in my office, it's not telling people what to do. Mm -hmm. It's not making decisions for them. It's giving you information that you can use to inform what you do. And right. the reason why people make a particular decision to have sex, to not have sex, to hold hands, to kiss, depends on the values that they were raised in in their household, depends on who their parents are and who their aunties and uncles are and their grandparents and their church and right. all those things. And we're not influencing those things. We don't know you well enough. But <laughs> what we're trying to do is give you good information that's true and that's healthy and good places to go to get information to help you make those decisions the best way that you can. It's perfect because there's nothing like that out there because our big thing is when we're talking about resources, it's the whole Googling and the getting yeah. it from your friends and nothing straightforward and you guys know like our whole team especially being straightforward about okay. awkward things you know I'm talking about poop all the time <laughs> but like it's so important to be straight up with something like this because people are treating it like it's a secret you know like your body is a secret and it's yeah. like no like it's on you like you have the right to be educated about what you are like and be comfortable with it not yeah. be so like you say the word sex or you say like a male or female body part and everyone's like oh, no yeah, like, yeah. Yes. i'm not understanding it's, why that's such a big deal like what she what dr thompson was talking about earlier about the guy that walked around a campus naked yeah. like after a while it was just socially accepted and yeah, everyone's just whatever. like oh it's that guy like why can't it always be like that like You're oh naked. it's just that whatever yeah and yeah. yeah one of the things that that always comes up in my exam rooms is that anatomy isn't always sexual 
Exactly. You know, your body is your body. You, you were born naked. We get up and shower every morning. Yeah. We poop. You know? Yeah. <laughs> and these things aren't always sexual. So it's so important to remember that yeah. when you're talking to your kid or when you're a teen and you like a girl, you know, you can hold hands and it's just holding hands and you, you know, just feel comfortable like that friendship. way. It's not... It's, it doesn't always mean something more than that. I yeah. liked what she said earlier about, you know, we're raised from the get-go as believing, like, boys and girls, the only interaction you can have is sexual or flirting. Yeah. Like, you see a little, you know, toddler boy, like, batting his eyelashes at some, oh, he's flirting. <laughs> like, the way no, she, Dr. G was talking about. <laughs> like, no, he's blinking. Yeah, don't worry about that. <laughs> like, we, we were talking about how we're raised like that, like, to even the point where maybe even between girls, like, you can't comfort someone right, like without it them. being misconstrued and, like, being, like, over-sexualized, like, oh, you're yeah. rubbing their back, you're... Well, mom has a story yeah. about that. When she was a kid, she got confronted. Um, I just think it's so silly because in our house, you know, we're, I'm very touchy and, and even growing up, I had a best friend. We, to this day, still hold hands. When we see mm-hmm. each other in the airport, hug and kiss and hold hands. We hold hands walking down the mm-hmm. thoroughfare. And my father, he was like, um, is she your girlfriend? And I was <laughs> like, girls? no, dad, she's my best friend and I love her, but I don't love her like a girlfriend <laughs> right. love her. but I don't understand what's the problem with holding her hand right. it's and I don't know why everything like media everything that we talk about on this show everything influences that any interaction that you have has to be sexual and we're going to talk about this in depth in a different show but I know there's a point that we always talk about that like with me and I know uh, girls do this all the time all you the might time. have like a guy best friend yeah and you, you like can't have guy best well uh, well you can like we think yeah. like we think we're just watching a movie and like maybe I'll like lay my legs on their lap and I'm just chilling because that's comfortable yeah it's a small couch or yeah something. whatever you know like and I'm not thinking anything of it and then later on like the guy will be like well I thought you liked me like that like, like as more than a friend and I'm like no what made you think that and they're like well you are all over me all the time and I blah blah get feelings and blah I'm like no yeah no but I like I liked what Dr. Thompson said about that during planning how you have unpacked that because of the way Mm -hmm. the way that I have brought you up you don't view that as sexual Mm -hmm. but he does just because everyone at this age is just pounded with everything Mm -hmm. is sexual everything you do it's like what we were saying earlier I think Erica said it we held hands walking across the street when we were little kids why is it such a big deal now holding hands with your friends yeah when you're little you know your parents are like hold someone's hand when you walk across the street you know when Mm. you're in when you're out, you be with your buddy, you know, like, <laughs> for your safety right. reasons. It's not, it's not like, hold their hand because that's, you know, you're so trying you're to develop married. your relationship yeah, skills. <laughs> like, you're just trying to make sure you get yeah, across no. the street safely. Uh, same concept when it comes to, like, going to a gynecologist, not about sex, but just yeah. for your own body. Like, it's... Mm-hmm. It just, I mean, we're withholding, we're withholding information from kids because we're afraid of these things, and that's not the case. We're mm-hmm. not going to go have sex because you tell us what body parts are. Again. We're not going to date the person that we hold hands with. Yeah. Like, it's not the case. So, I don't know. Like, it's that's taboo for it, no reason. I wish kind of, like, everyone could go through the workshop that we went through with yeah, Dr. Thompson. Yeah, and they're going it to. It was so enlightening. <laughs> it was so awesome. That's why I really hope you get, like, that they're grant going because to. It's, mm-hmm. it's awesome. Well, I, I think that's what the grant money is for yeah. when it's awarded yeah. is mm-hmm. to develop online tutorials and things like exactly. that. Exactly. We yeah. would be so excited to not only develop in-person groups because I think 
what these guys here are doing is so amazing and reaching out to you and bring you information in your homes, but to be able to reach more moms and kids mm -hmm. and also use social media, Facebook yep. and YouTube and Twitter and get this information out there because it, it's something we all have bodies like Rio said. Mm -hmm. And so we all need this information. Yeah. It's not like you live in some world where it's not going to be relevant. Even if you're Christian, even if you're super conservative, exactly. most people expect that their kids are going to grow up and get married. Yeah, and if and they grow it. up and get married, then there'll be some sex involved. Yeah, so and hopefully you'll be rewarded grandbabies at some point. Yeah, exactly. I, t I tell my uber-conservative people that are like, what? Oh, my daughter, she's a baby. She's not. And I'm like, don't you want to be a grandparent someday? And they look at me like they have saucers for eyeballs. And I'm yeah. like, there's sex involved to get right. babies. These issues come up for everybody, no matter what no matter your what. political, religious, yeah. moral groundings are. and. We're talking about information here. Your values right. are about how you use the information, but we are talking about information. And like like Dr. T said, we're not trying to tell you what to do with it. We just literally want to give you the facts about the correct facts, right. not something you googled and right. found out. Right, not some the bad resources thing. that you're not sure of what. I mean, have. let's just put it in perspective. I mean, women, moms, think about when you were 17, 15 years old. Where did you get your information? Yeah, probably not the best resource you Certainly you got it from your there. friends because yeah. we didn't have the internet back yeah, then right. and and the internet is a blessing and a curse because mm -hmm. it's great because kids are able to get information it's bad because they get bad information or <laughs> yeah. too much information that's, yeah. yeah that's like we were point. talking about you know uh, an eight-year-old might be going to say what's uh x and she sees live porn yeah. or she yeah. sees oh exactly. people doing things that I don't want to see people doing. Exactly. So if you leave your kids' education up to the internet, they might get a whole lot more than what you would ever have told them. That's so true. So it's so important to realize that the internet is there. Your kids have access no matter what you do in your yep. home. They go to yep. the library. They go to school. They have friends. Yep. So be that resource for your kids. Don't well, leave it up to the internet. I think back to like sixth grade, we used to have like we did like a whole day where they split the boys and the girls up and they talked about anatomy right and they drew pictures on the whiteboard and it <laughs> yeah. looked like a hat like yeah, you're like, we're what? like what like yeah. that doesn't look anything like me that's another thing schools aren't even yeah, the best they're not resources. even doing the best Don't education that they, your kids get they give you education. a they give us condoms and <laughs> tampons. tampons in sixth grade we're like <laughs> yeah. dude I don't, i'm not even close to starting my period yeah, yeah, alone. Yeah, i don't know <laughs> okay so oh, for yeah. now let's take a break i'm yvonne allen keep it right here you're listening to voice america kids Behind the Line is all about the inside of sports from a kid's point of view. This is a look at all of the action from Behind the Line. Join your host every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Whether you're a kid or was a kid at some time in your life, we'll run down all of the scores, talk about the games of the past week, and preview what's coming up in the next week. You'll want to take notes because this is good stuff. The place to be Wednesdays at 3. That's 6 p.m. Eastern is the Voice America Kids channel for Behind the Line. Kids these days are so connected to the media that they can't help but be surrounded by news and politics. Today's kids get more information than kids of past generations, and because of that, they have more informed opinions. Kids today may not be able to vote yet, but they can certainly influence voters and issues with their voices. Tune in every week for America Today and talk about the issues and influence the decision makers. America Today airs every Thursday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids channel. 
You're listening to the Paper Hope Street Team. Want to ask a question or select a topic for a future show? Please send an email to info at paperhope.com. That's info at paperhope.com. Now, back to Erica, Rio, Yvonne, and the Paper Hope Street Team. Welcome back to the program, Paper Hope Street Team on the Voice America Kids Network. I'm Rio Wade, and today we are talking about sexuality and resources, and Dr. Thompson is here. And real quick, we didn't really do this at the beginning of the show, but we kind of just, you know, if you're listening and you already went through all of it, we wanted to make sure that you know that there's a parental discretion on this. And if kids you're listening without your parents, like, get your parents involved with the show. And parents, if you're listening, like, talk with your kids about it. Like, that's the whole point of this is for the dialogue to happen. So, I mean, my six-year-old sister's in the room right now and we're having these conversations. So, you know, it's, it's okay to talk about it for real because yeah. she's right here. Um, things that we wanted to talk about a little bit more in depth were resources, good resources, because we talked about bad resources like Googling and your friends and Urban Dictionary. Oh, oh my gosh. <laughs> you know, I've done that a couple of times. Not such a good idea. Um, but good resources. And Dr. Thompson actually brought like a book or two that she recommends um, that we read. And why don't you go ahead and tell us about that because I missed it during playing. Yeah, there are a couple of resources that I really like a lot. Um, one of them, and I don't work for them, I don't get any money from them, but it's <laughs> called The Guide to Getting It On. Now, if you're a parent, it might be a little bit intimidating to you because part of the book does talk about sex acts that I had never heard of until I read it. <laughs> so you might want to use your discretion in how much you share with your child, but the first half of the book is some of the smartest writing on sex I've ever read. Huh. If I were going to write a book about sex, it would be this book. Mm-hmm. Because it doesn't just talk about, here, sex, do it. <laughs> but it talks about, you know, what are the issues that are involved when you have sex? What self-esteem issues, values mm. issues? How do you make the decision? Intimacy issues. What are things called? What are your body parts health issues what is at risk and I think those are all things that kids want to know and that parents want to share with their kids yeah because when parents worry about their kids having sex deep down what you're worried about is that your child is going to wind up in a situation where something happens that's too much for them yeah that's what parents worry about and so I think this book is great for parents and for kids Um, So that's one. Another one that's good for, well, boys and girls, because we should all know girls' anatomy, (laughs) but it's called A New View of a Woman's Body. Hard to find, but I'm sure your local library will have it. And that book is great because it's about female anatomy. And unfortunately, girls' parts are hidden. (laughs) So you don't get to see them in the shower every day. (laughs) And this book really lays out what do girls look like. And it really makes it clear that Every girl looks different in yep. her face. Every girl yep. looks different in her private parts. Yep. That's normal and okay. Yep. So great for girls, great for moms for themselves, <laughs> great for, <laughs> for dads real. to know about daughters and women. So I just think Education. it's such a great resource. And the internet we mentioned a couple of times, full of information, <laughs> good and bad. Good and bad, yeah. But some good resources. There's an organization called Advocates for Youth that has a great website. Yeah, I've heard of them. Although Planned Parenthood is all controversial, they do have a lot of great information. So mm-hmm. avail yourself of it. You don't have to use all their services just to get information. <laughs> yep. Um, 
Uh, their family planning organization, Title X. If you Google Title X on the internet, it's a government program that funds family planning, but you can find lots of great information. It's different in every state. Every state has a different website. Um, there's another website uh, created actually by obstetrician gynecologists called Bedsitter, and it's all about birth control and making decisions about sexuality and sexual health and great information. So there's so many out there. We'll put some more information online. Yes. Um, but those are places to start. That's awesome. Everything you mentioned, like even within the first book, are things that people don't think mm -hmm. about when they think about sexual education. Yeah. Mm -hmm. They think about anatomy and intercourse. They don't think about the emotional parts mm -hmm. or the health reasons or, mm -hmm. you know, diseases or pregnancy. Like nobody thinks All of that as a part of sexual education so that's amazing that just saying that out loud makes people think in their head maybe there's yeah. more to this than Definitely. i was thinking and then also when you're talking about the book um a new view on a woman's mm -hmm. body talking about like the differences in anatomy like mm -hmm. i struggled with this i don't know yeah. about everyone else is like thinking that i was different mm -hmm. or or defective or wrong or something because i you can't like compare yourself to your friends when it comes to anatomy <laughs> so you have no idea what's right and what's wrong and dr yeah. t always says nothing is wrong like it's just same mm -hmm. as your face like people's faces are different and so that book, sh everyone should read that book because it gives you assurance that there's nothing wrong with you. And I thought there was with me for a long, long time. And when we break this down and we actually do like the actual sex talk with Dr. T, you guys can be a part of it and like we'll share these stories that we have because they're so important to get out there because it's it, I, other people struggle with this and they don't admit it. And I, I'll admit it all day, all night. I don't care. <laughs> I, think, I think that every woman, I think when they're being very transparent and honest with themselves, struggles with mm -hmm. some part of their anatomy, whether it's a sexual part of their anatomy or uh, another physical part yeah. of their anatomy. And, and what Rio is talking about is that we will be planning, Paper Hope will be planning to work with Dr. Thompson and Central Phoenix OBGYN to do round tables, which will be smaller intimate settings, and then larger um, town hall settings where we will bring everyone in face to face so that we can have more detailed discussion with everyone, similar to what we did mm -hmm. with Dr. Thompson. Because let's face it, we we can't talk about this stuff in detail on the airwaves because you've got right. sissies and right. little brothers coming in and out of um, the room, and we want to be respectful of that. But w when you're coming into the town hall and stuff, we'll be able to you talk a little more freely. Mm. Another resources, those, those resources are amazing. I recommend everyone look them up if you're curious. And then another thing is, duh, parents. Like, if... <laughs> like your parents had you like <laughs> you know there's obviously they know a little bit about something they so. changed your diaper right year, so, so and it's like parents if you're like nervous or awkward or whatever like share a story to start the conversation because you telling a story to us I know mom used to do this all the yeah. time it made me feel so much more comfortable because you're being vulnerable to me and telling me a story and I'm like oh okay so you do have experience and you know and you're not afraid to talk about it so I shouldn't be afraid to talk about it either so like stories are good ways to start off that's one thing i'm glad my mom did she was always very very open. <laughs> sometimes too open but she was still open enough for me to be like oh okay so i she always told me you can always go to me i don't care i'm not gonna judge you and even mm -hmm. then like i would still hide things from her and eventually i told her and be like don't get mad at me she's like i'm not gonna get mad yeah, at you care. like it's okay yeah she's so always been I, very reliable I think the points yeah. that you guys are making drive this home 
parents, you can't assume that your kids will trust you just because you're their parent. Right. You have to act in ways that let them know that you are that person they can come to. So true. I don't know why kids get to the point where they feel like they can't come to you, but they do, whether they <laughs> don't want to hurt your feelings or disappoint you. So you have to constantly reinforce that they can come to you by telling stories, by you bringing up the subject, by asking questions, by being open, by watching shows with them and answering exactly. their questions. But constantly let them know. Because I want, as a gynecologist, I want you to be your child's first contact. Exactly. Your, their teachers want you to be their first contact. <laughs> so you need to let them know that you want to be that too yeah as a kid though it's scary to go to your parent and ask a question about something sexual because you might think yeah. they're gonna assume that you you're doing it or whatever like it's scary as a or kid get mad at you or something that's what i, I always heard i was thinking. yeah i always yeah, got I a fear why. of grounding i hate being grounded <laughs> so i was just like ah. yeah i think that's why it's important for a mom you know, or even a dad for that matter, to open up first and, you know, set the stage right. Like we're always talking about here, you know, for real, we talked about first kisses and I had mm -hmm. a horrible first kiss. Mm -hmm. So I always laid the groundwork with her and I shared that with her. And, you know, yeah, let me tell you, having those stories of like gross first kisses and stuff, I waited until I was in like 10th grade and my first kiss was awesome. So like having her tell me stories, I listen, like we do listen, but it's hard for us to initiate it sometimes. Yeah. Right. So that's where the stories come in. And you, the, you have to be brave sometimes as a mom to like mm -hmm. step out right. on that ledge and trust that your kid is going to hear you. They may act like they're not listening, but they really yeah. are. Yeah. The girls tell me all the yeah. time, you know, just keep talking and you do these things like around the, the dinner table or in the car when you're commuting or you know just tell them stories they may act like they're not listening but they are mm. one thing I think that parents should avoid is saying look let's have this talk or that talk or tell them like it's time or something like that instead of just like it, if you just tell stories it's not as awkward but when you're saying we're gonna have the talk yeah they're just like, like, uh, up, like no oh I'm, out by. Like, I'm out by if you say the stories then they'll be like more for me, at least, it's awkward if you're like, let's talk about it. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, no. Just like keeping it casual, basically. Yeah, keep it casual. And then it's like more under the table, but you're still talking about it. And it's a lot more like relaxing. For when we were talking about like parents, things to watch and things to read together, one resource that we found for maybe like an older audience or younger kids with your parents was Savage You, Dan Savage, who has podcasts and, and articles and an advice column, and now a show on MTV and um, things on YouTube even. And he is just so straightforward and blunt about any question you ask him. It's perfect. Like, things that you don't even think of that people are too afraid to ask, they've been anonymously asked, and he goes over it with you. So great resources to sit down with your parents or parents to get your kids to watch too and open that conversation about crazy things just to start the conversation and have something to centralize your conversation around. Awesome. All right, so let's take a break. I'm Yvonne Allen. Keep it right here. You're listening to Voice America Kids. Bookworm is a show for the reader and those that should probably be reading a little more. We'll tackle the classics, the bestsellers, and the brand new works that you won't be able to put down. Your host will be combing the pages of them all and letting you know what needs to be in your personal library and what might be better reading for the bathroom. Tune into Bookworm, airing Thursdays at 3 p.m. Pacific Time and 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids channel. We promise that listening will be just like delving into a good book. It's almost showtime. Tune into Curtain Call every week for the latest happenings from the world of theater. 
It's news and reviews, both on stage and behind the scenes. If you've ever wanted to be a stage actor, theater director, or work behind the scenes in production, this is the show for you. Your hosts have been there and done that, and will answer all of your questions right on the air. Listen for Curtain Call. Weekly performances are happening Tuesdays at 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Kids channel. You're listening to the Paper Hope Street Team. Want to ask a question or select a topic for a future show? Please send an email to info at paperhope.com. That's info at paperhope.com. Now, back to Erica, Rio, Yvonne, and the Paper Hope Street Team. Paper Hope Street Team on the Voice America Kids Network. I'm Rio Wade, and today we are talking again about sexuality and the conversations and resources. And we just left off talking about a resource that is a good one to sit down with your parent to open the conversation about sexuality. And it's um, Savage You, which is the show on MTV. And the guy's name is Dan Savage, and he has like a sex advice column and podcasts and videos. And the reasons we like him is because he's so straightforward about things that people never talk about, like things that you think are taboo or things that you think don't exist or things that you think you should never talk about. He talks about them for everyone, boys, girls, straight, gay, everything. He talks about everything. So we just think it's a really good idea to go look at his stuff and just, but beware because it is pretty PG-13, I guess you could say. Yeah, I would even say that it can get (laughs) R-rated, and so just be very aware and, uh, you know, make sure that um, if you're a younger audience, you've got your parents involved and you're watching with your parents, because like Rio and I will watch it together, and there was one episode recently that I blogged about Mm -hmm. where they were sitting down with a a gal that, a college-age gal Mm -hmm. that had come in contact with um, herpes, and it gave Rio and I an opportunity to discuss that sexually transmitted disease again, Mm -hmm. and you know, that's very, very important, and I think a lot of times gets missed. Well, and he does, it is rated R most of the time, but he never says anything that's, like, negative towards one person or another. Like, Mm -hmm. it's all very factual, and when he talks, he really focuses on, like, honesty and a partnership and, like, good morals and your own body and do what you want but be respectful to your mate type of thing. So it's all based on very genuine things. Yeah, and my favorite part about it is that he... He really makes sure that he is building up your own self-esteem mm-hmm. and your mm-hmm. own self-worth. A lot of, like, um, when I watched a couple episodes, a lot of them were people coming to him saying, I can't get other people to like me. Mm-hmm. I have never gone on right. a date. I've never been kissed, all this stuff. And he goes so far out of his way to say, like, you are beautiful in your own way, you know, just because people, like, you have your own value. Right. Like, don't let someone not asking you on a date or don't let rejection get you down for that. And I think that's right. really, really important yep. for all kids, you know, all teens of all ages to mm. grasp is that just because you're not getting attention from all the boys or all the girls doesn't mean you're not pretty right. or you're not of worth or value and that you shouldn't value your own self right. and, like, your body. Yeah, watching his show and reading his stuff makes me feel really good. Like, everything mm-hmm. he says just gives me more power over mm-hmm. myself because I know that what he's saying is justifying everything that I might think might be wrong. Like, he's saying, no, like, it's okay. Like, I don't know, just little examples. Like, he'll say, like, me and my boyfriend do this or whatever, and he'll be like, well, that's your deal. Like, it's your body. Like, do that. When if 
not knowing any better, not talking to anybody, you would think that you were wrong or like you were weird or an outcast or something. And he just does, he, he knows a lot of things about a lot of things. So <laughs> he just justifies it for everyone. And it's really like, I don't know, it's just really good. So a resource to watch with each other and have that conversation be open. So any concluding thoughts on this topic before we ask Dr. T some questions? No? no. Right. Not right. That I okay, so what we're going to do now is random questions, but it's not necessarily random questions because we have this great resource in the room, a gynecologist. So we're going to ask her some questions um, and we're going to centralize them around the gynecologist. So yeah. I know Yvonne has some questions. Uh, basically, I know like, you know, people go to the gynecologist to get checked and stuff, and um, you've had people come with their parents, but what are, like, the price ranges and the things for the people that maybe don't want to tell their parents that they're going there because mm -hmm. they don't want their parents to know that something's right. going on because right. of something else? So what would you suggest those people do, and what price range would they be looking yeah. at? So my practice is a private practice, um, and we take insurance, and so most people who come to us are insured. Right. Um, but that's not the only option. So let's talk about a couple of scenarios. One is a mom bring her daughter in. And I want to say right off that just because you come to gynecologist does not mean you need an exam. Not every girl needs right. an exam. And I know that's scary because girls think, oh, my God, they're going to put that thing in me. Not always. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not everyone needs that. I'm so lots that. of girls come who don't need an exam. But your mom brings you in. And she knows why you're here, and you are open and honest with her, and you're on her insurance, and we just bill your insurance for the visit. No big deal. No issue. Right. But then there's a scenario where a mom brings a girl, and there are things she's doing that she doesn't want her mom to know about. Mm -hmm. And we all, I always talk about this, and my staff does as well, and my team, that if you are uh, paying for your visit with your parents' insurance... I will never tell, and most gynecologists will not, tell your parents what we talk about in that exam room. Mm. I will not even give them your results when they come back. Your results go to you. You're my patient. Mm. However, insurance companies have no such rules. Right. So if you're on your parents' insurance, you should know that if you go to a gynecologist, and let's say you get a test for an STI, the insurance company may send an explanation of benefits to your home that mm. says X test. Right. And so that may out you to your parents. So mm -hmm. in that circumstance, you still have options. There are health clinics around the city, and every city has these, that have low-cost or no-cost care, mm -hmm. um, where teens can go and get the same range of services, birth control, STI checks, um, information about sex condoms, without ever having to have something sent home. Mm -hmm. In Arizona, that network of clinics are... Um, under the umbrella of the Arizona Family Health Partnership. Mm -hmm. So if you go online and you Google Arizona Family Health Partnership, it'll give you a list of clinics throughout the state of Arizona where you can go and get completely confidential care without your parents ever having to know. Now, that said, I always encourage you to talk to your parents because yeah. often you're surprised that your parents support you. Right. Remember, these are the people who change your diapers, who <laughs> heard your baby talk, who walked exactly. you across the street. They love you. Exactly. And they want you to be well. But there are options for getting care if you um, need confidential care or you don't have a lot of money. Right. Also, a lot of times, student health. If you're in college, mm. student health is cheap. So, you know, make use of that resource as well. So, yeah, there's no excuse for not going if you need, you know, questions answered or mm -hmm. testing or whatever. Mm -hmm. So that's good resources to go to. Um, my question was, when should you go to the gynecologist? Like, what circumstances cause 
a visit? Like, what uh-huh. do you need to think of? So it, every office is different in how young they have women, uh, young girls and women come in. Um, our office, we see my youngest patient was four. So depending on what problems girls mm. have, they can come very early. But when we start talking about bodies and sex and sexuality, it's never too early if a girl has questions. Mm-hmm. So like I said, it's not always about an exam. Right. You can come in because you have uh, questions about your period. Is this normal? Is this not? You have a body part that hurts or is achy. Is this normal? Is it not? Your parents want to know, is this normal? Is it not? So a gynecologist is a resource for anything about a girl's body. Of course, in terms of testing and pap smears and things that you think of gynecologists for, that starts at age 21. So age 21 girls should come in for pap smear screening, but there's a whole lot more that a girl could come to a gynecologist for before that age. Perfect, because I think there's such a myth when it comes to gynecologists. Like, oh yeah, they're exactly, they're going to do an exam and stick that thing in me, I don't want to (laughs) go. But it's like, you need to go if something is abnormal or you need a checkup or you have a question or whatever. So don't be afraid. Um, I think that's all the time we have for questions. Why don't you tell us, Dr. T, your, where we can find you and what you're going to be doing with the grant money and stuff if you get that for the programs that you're going into. Sure. So my practice is Central Phoenix Obstetrics and Gynecology. We are located on 3rd Street, um, just north of McDowell in Central Phoenix, in downtown Phoenix. <laughs> um, and we, uh, one, love the work that Paper Hope is doing and want to <laughs> support them in every way that we can. Yay. In the next few months, we plan to have more sessions similar to this one, but live Um, and uh, like I said we are hopeful that we'll get this grant that will allow us to expand this work so to have more meetings like this to have more staff to work with teens maybe to have a call-in line that teens can call in and ask questions we want to expand our work on the internet so we have a Facebook page you can find us on Facebook at Central Phoenix Obstetrics and Gynecology Um, but to have YouTube videos that answer some of these questions um, and to interact with you more over the next few months we want to develop a whole lot more of that just more access to information for you i'm so so excited for that because there's no resource like this and it's just so comforting and empowering to have these resources so on the on paperhope.com we'll have links in, in the resources that we talked about today and an overview of the show uh, this is Tamara. We're going to have uh, this is Tamara. We're going to have links for you on uh, the Facebook page. Also, it's Facebook backslash Paper Hope, where you can find all the information and the times and the signups for the roundtables and um, the the town halls. Because we definitely want you to come and participate. I cannot stress enough what the feeling was like in that room with so the girls cool. and the moms, and it's how awesome. there were a lot of draws on the table, just <laughs> kind of experiencing um, this question and answer session that goes in a lot more detail of the the topics that we talked about today. Um, So you can find us there and you can email me at info at paperhope.com if you have any questions or concerns about what we talked about today. And I can always forward that over um, to Dr. Thompson. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we want to we want to thank thank Dr. Dr. Thompson. Thompson. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Happy year. We love her. And we're super excited to yeah. do some more stuff with her. And, and you I will hear about it. We craft your noggin your fear on of the fear of body sex. parts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh gosh. <laughs> All right. So thanks so much for joining us today. You have been listening to Paper Hope Street Team on Voice America Kids Network. Have a great week. We'll well, you'll listen to us. <laughs> <laughs> next week. <laughs> Love you guys. Bye. Anyways, bye. 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 <laughs> Remember.
Have you heard your 15 minutes of fame? How about four times that every single week? It's the fame game. Listen as Maddie Rose, who is up and coming in the world of fame, brings you fame from all walks of life. You'll hear from doctors, teachers, mentors, life heroes, as well as those in the fields of acting, movies, music, and more. Who knows? You might be the next one Maddie Rose talks to on the air. Listen for the fame game every Wednesday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids Channel. We continue to cry for help, and all you can do is laugh. Love it. You're listening to Voice America Kids. Hey, thanks for listening to the Paper Hope Street Team. Be sure to check out the blog at paperhope.com for more during the week. And we hope to see you again next Monday at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids channel. Bye for now.